What's good, what's good? Welcome to a new episode of Speaker Mind Podcast. It's your host, Jeff Swab. I'm here with my guest for today. Introducing first... Irene. Hello. Followed by... Rebecca. <laughs> and... Mr. Rinda. And finally, my boy. You know him. Uh, Mike. What's good, everyone? How's everybody doing? Good. 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 It's been a minute, eh, since I've done a podcast. It's been about, like, what, two weeks? Three? You said, like, three weeks. It didn't, felt like, it didn't feel like that, though. I guess time is really flying by. I know, man. Just been busy. You know, a lot of things... It's been kind of hectic lately, you know what I mean? But we're back. So before we even move on to anything, how are you guys doing? Like, how was your week or in, your, in the past weekends or whatever? I'm just working school. Actually, I can't say school because I didn't even go yet, but I'll be going this week. So, yeah, just working. How come we haven't gone? I went there. It's just that I screwed up my schedule. So, <laughs> oh, those ones. Okay. What about you, Tracy? I mean, Rebecca. Um, my week was good. My weekend was great. I finished this project for work, so I'm super excited. That's what's up. Mr. Rendo, how was like your weekend, the weekend, past weekend? Hey, I don't remember what I did. What did I do last weekend? I went somewhere. I just don't remember. Forgot. You went to a party. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. That's the only thing that I did. But yeah, I just went to a party. It was all right. I don't want to talk much about it. It was just all right? Hmm. I wonder why. What I think. So, like, it was just all right. Like, so, like, why? The music was trash or something? It was just the whole environment. Jeff, you're being mixed <laughs> right now. I don't want to talk about it on okay. the air. All right. All right. All right. Cool. All right, Mike, what about you, man? Just working, man. Just working. But you didn't go nowhere, nowhere last weekend? No, I didn't. Yeah, I was working, yeah. Oh, I thought you went to, like, you, you, you visited somewhere. Who did I visit? Like, I thought you left, like, the city, Toronto, and you went somewhere. Well, that was the previous weekend. You said it was the Labor Day weekend. That was two weekends ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 How was that, though? That was good. That was good. I went to Ottawa two weekends ago. It was pretty cool. I liked it. I liked the city. It's a different vibe than Toronto, but I like it. Huh? Where'd you go? Where'd I go? I went to Ottawa. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Ottawa a couple of times, maybe yeah. four or five times. So what do you guys think of Ottawa? Like Have you guys it. been to Ottawa? I like it. It's different. It's different. The population is not that big and it's like you know how toronto is like more about ghana nigeria it's the people that those are the yeah. people that people know the most when it comes yeah. to africans otherwise it's more like you will find you know the african continent you find at least one person from each and every one of those continents in um ottawa like yeah. it's crazy yeah like when i went a couple of times i always met people from different parts of africa and i was just like if i didn't come this area i wouldn't know <laughs> these people were here or this country existed back home yeah, yeah, so yeah. it actually it was it's different okay i've been to ottawa like a couple years ago oh. it was, right. was kind of quiet not like toronto toronto's a better city anyway <laughs> you know what i'm saying bias here yeah i'm biased whatever i don't care <laughs> uh, my weekend was whatever i just uh last weekend i'm um, i didn't do nothing i think i just chilled just chilled? Just chilled, yeah. I didn't do none. I just chilled. And this weekend I'm working and my birthday's coming up next week. Look, what are we doing? <laughs> nothing. Not doing nothing for my birthday. I, yo, listen, I don't like to celebrate my birthday because, you know, I get kind of like down. Why? You know what I'm saying? It's another year that like, I'm getting old. You know, I don't it's like that. It's another year you're blessed to live, man. Nah, no, just... Whatever, man. I don't care. You know, I just get accessible. This year, nothing. I'm just going to just chill and, you know, just reflect. But if you guys want to get me something, I don't mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wear size 11 and a half shoes. Um, you know, get me something. That'll be Tuesday. So I'm expecting something. No? Thanks. No? No. All right, cool. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so let's get into some quick trending topics. So I don't know if this is kind of late. I'm kind of late with this or whatever, but... Still relevant, right? Yes. So, um, Colin Kaepernick, the football player, 
you know, so a former football player, he used to play for, what, the 49ers or something like that? And then, uh, in case some people don't know, he was blackballed for kneeling for the anthem. Now, people need to understand his whole objective um, behind that is that he did it for the sake of, I guess, bringing awareness or, you know, um, protesting, silent protesting for the police brutality against young black and brown people, right? So that's what he's kneeling. I guess somehow, some way, it kind of switched up. So I guess it became more of an anti-football establishment movement to how the, some of the owners of the, you know, the NFL, how, the, how they perceived it. Whenever, whenever white people feel uncomfortable, they're going to say that, oh, it's actually against us. Yeah. When it's not, they're just standing up to, against police brutality. That does not mean that he's against all white people or that he, he's against all police, right? It's just police brutality because it's something that's prevalent right now. Right. It shouldn't, ha- it shouldn't be happening. Yeah. So exactly. So I guess he did that. I think it was a great cause. And I guess they feel offended. And I think it's so funny people need to understand. He did ask an, a, a veteran how to do the respectful way of protesting, you know, without disrespecting the flag or whatever. The veteran told him, yo, I think you should take a knee. Right. So the fact that people are getting all tight about it is kind of weird because before when he was processing, he used to sit down during the anthem. And then he's like, you know what? Nah, it's not a great thing to do that. So let's take a knee. Since that, he hasn't been, he'd been out of the league for so many, like a year or two. A year? About two years. Two years, right? Yeah, about, two, this is the second, it's actually his third, if you third, because the NFL season just started. Right. It's been basically the third season since he hasn't been on the NFL squad. Yeah. So. Yeah. And right now, he's like the, the face of the new um, Nike campaign, the Just Do It. What, what, Mike, what did you say? It was like the 30th, what? 30th anniversary of the slogan, Just Do It. So like Nike is probably one of the biggest brands in the world right and just do it we all are synonymous with nike so that's the 30th anniversary they've done that so they have a big i guess advertisement for that and colin kaepernick is the big face about that so yeah so now he's the face and it's kind of cool though right so i don't know we guys really played the ad already so what's your take on it the whole like you know you know what do you feel about you know all that like he's now he's the face a lot of like some of the you know non like i guess the conservatives or white people whatever they feel a type of way so now they're cutting up their socks they don't have nothing to do with nike or whatever so what do you guys think about that i think racism needs to stop <laughs> like you shouldn't be angry about this like it's not even it's it's important and i think nike backing him up is it's good but it's also you know just for their benefit as well like mm-hmm. it's not it, it is calculated they know what they're doing they might not actually agree with it, but they they know what they're doing as far as putting him on there. Um, but I mean, it shouldn't even be a problem. But for some reason, in today's society, it is. What do you think, Rebecca? <laughs> um, I pretty much agree. I mean, I don't even understand why people are protesting about this. And that's pretty much it. Interesting. <laughs> Dorenda, what's your take? I mean, like what they said, um, it doesn't make sense why like most people are against what has happened. Obviously, there's a message behind what's going on. But from what I've seen so far, I feel like I see the negative side more than the positive side. I hear people burning down, I mean, burning their shoes and stuff Mm -hmm. because he's the face of Nike. So I... I don't think it makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Mike? Sorry, I was just going to say something that um, if, quote unquote, America or North America would just put more of their energy into solving the problem <laughs> instead of like actually burning stuff. They should be solving Donald Trump's nonsense, not this one. You're worried about the wrong things. You're worried about common shoes. You're worried about shoes. You're not worried about the presidency and how they're handling your country. Yeah. Stupid people. Oh, sorry, Americans. Let's go come and burn my house. <laughs> Why can't we just switch it and say, okay, because if they're going to say he's taking a knee and he's going against 
um, pretty much white America. Why can't we then say, okay, well then you're going against police, like mm-hmm. black people getting killed yeah, exactly. by the police. Like right. the police took an oath to protect and serve you. Yeah. And if they're going to go, cause they like to compare it to like um, black on black crime a lot, which it doesn't, it doesn't compare because even though obviously black people should, you know, t- people in general should just take care of each other. You should not be out here taking other lives. You're not, you're not God. Don't be taking other people's lives. But like when it comes to someone who has a sworn oath to protect you, like under any circumstances and they actually end up killing you, like that's a problem. Right. And for, I'll say white America, if, if for white America, America to not really realize that that's a problem, like you're not even, you're not even living it. You know, like it, it's scary to call the police and, and okay, like, you know, am, which problem is, is worse? Like me calling the police or problem I'm actually facing right now. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to do that. And they don't even have to do that. They don't have to do, ever deal with that. Cause like I remember I was talking to my coworker, she's white and she was telling me, I was looking for, um, places to go to get the best um fish and chips because <laughs> i really like fish and chips so i'm trying to get the best one and she told me like there's a place in midland where she come from where she comes from um that has like the best fish and chips and in my head i'm just like i probably can't go there like i'll probably die like I, these black people probably lynch me like i probably i can't go in there i can go to like a little white area mm-hmm. you know like they 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 protect their stuff so like with with so much pride like they don't want any foreigners in there or anything especially black people so like for white America to be upset about us, about black people taking a knee during the national anthem, like makes no sense. And you're just going, you're, all you're saying is that, you know what, all this violence that's going on is perfectly fine. It's perfectly okay because you know what, we're more comfortable this way. Facts. And just to add on, when you said about black and black crime, people forget that white people, it's also white and white, white on white crime. You know what I mean? Depending on where you live, that's where the most drama is going to happen. So when people always mention black on black crime, why aren't they mentioning white on white crime? Well, because they're just the norm. (laughs) They're the norm. Black people are the ones that like they, they put us in these areas. They put us in the ghettos and everything. And then they literally sit back and just watch. And then they're they're They pretend as if they're shocked that that's happening, but they're not. Like, and, and then they, they, they only put certain things on, like in the media, like they won't, they won't put the fact that black people themselves are actually against black on black crime. Like right. we, we are, you know, there, there are protests in, in, because in Chicago, it's like a really big problem there, especially during the summertime. Like there's so much violence there and they protested. Like there was a, this was a couple of years ago there, um, this little girl, like a baby got shot in her shoulder. Wait, and, seriously? Yeah. In her shoulder. That's a baby. I know. But, and what I'm trying to say is that like they, they, they marched in the street to protest gang violence, but that went, there was, that was nowhere on TV. They put that nowhere on TV. They only put like, they only put what would sensationalize. That's all. But they won't put something like that on TV that shows black people are against black crime. We are. <laughs> And people forget that within the USA, like minorities only make up approximately 30% of the entire population, but on media and social media, it's always being promoted as if we're like, you know what I mean? The dominant ones, right? So I had to do this research project about um, basically a similar topic about like media and um, like black folks and other minorities and things like that. So basically whenever um, black individuals committed crimes, the media, like certain like local media, um, what's it called? News outlets would basically say, oh, it was a black person it was this this that but when white people committed the crime they wouldn't say their their like their race quote unquote race you know what i mean and they were just perpetuating that kind of imagery of black people and like you can trace it back to like you know slavery and things like that but yeah that's what i agree too like you know what i'm saying i agree with that all you guys are saying mike well in terms of uh, this ad that nike did i looked at nike i'm like 
they know exactly what they're doing. They probably looked at this situation over the last couple of years and and basically said, like, you know what? We're going to ride with this Colin Kaepernick because it, it's so polarizing. Mm-hmm. You're either for it or you're against it. Mm-hmm. He's been a Nike athlete since 2011. Mm-hmm. And when he knelt down, they, they didn't ditch him. They're like, okay, we'll keep this guy. We'll see how it goes. And I think now they've realized, you know what? We're going to support this guy. And we'll see, and over time, history will be right on this. I, I think that's what they, they see with this. But Nike is a big conglomerate. This is, for me, this is money. Yeah. At the end of, for at the end of the day, they felt like, you know what, we can make more money having Colin Kaepernick as our face than if you went to like Adidas. Yeah, that's the that message right? behind the, what they did. Like, even though people think what they're doing is going to bring Nike down, the market is going to go up mm-hmm. just by what's going on. It's not going to ruin anything. Yeah, Yeah, like, honestly, because you know how when it comes to, like, Jordans and stuff, black people line up for days to get their Jordan. They already know that, like, now that, yeah, so they they know now for sure, like, black people are going to be sporting Nike like everywhere they're gonna be they're gonna go out there gonna buy it even more now probably which I mean that's you guys didn't think this is all strategic marketing 100% this is Nike Nike is a is a global conglomerate they have shareholders you can buy them stocks today right so if they're losing money they have to go to these people like why am I losing money right so they, they might agree with Colin Kaepernick I don't know but what I do know is they feel like they can make money off of this. Yeah. We saw this commercial here. It was very touching. Nike is so good at making commercials that touch your heart, right? Serena Williams, right? LeBron James. These things touch all of our hearts. So when I see those stories, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna support Nike. Cause there's certain individuals who are like, they're burning their Nike clothes. But Nike's okay with that cause those are the older generation. They'll go back and buy it. Right? Yeah. The young generation is like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to buy even more Nikes. Mm. I'm not going to buy Adidas. I'm not going to buy Under Armour. I wear right? All I wear is Nikes. I don't have no Adidas. I only have one Jordans and yeah. no Converse's. I don't wear anything else apart from Nikes. So, I mean, burning them. You go back and buy it, you're wasting money. Because <laughs> the, the minority population, it's growing in America. Mm-hmm. Right? It's growing in America. And I think Nike is looking at all the research and is like, you know what? Uh, over time, we're going to win in this. Because back then, Muhammad Ali... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they were looked down upon. Over time, they're, they're known more as heroes. Maybe that'll be the same thing with Colin Kaepernick as well, so. I agree too. That's the same thing they did with Michael Jordan too, right? Like people forget, well, Mike, more like, Nike likes to go against the grain. So when MJ first came in and then introduced the Jordan ones, yeah. I think the NBA banned it actually. And then they find him every game for um, um playing it. Yeah. Nike's like, no, we're going to, you know, cover that. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. Just keep wearing it. Yeah. So Nike's known for like going against the grain. Yeah, but I heard, Um, I I don't know too much about this, but um, I was having a conversation with somebody else and then she was saying about how when you check um during those times or whatever, basically Nike could afford that risk at that time because they were already going down financially. Right. Right. So everything they do, like he was saying, is for, it's strategically, it's for finances. Right. Mm-hmm. It's to capitalize. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I agree. And also, um, you guys, did you guys hear about the Serena Williams situation? Like real quick. So basically, for those who don't know, I guess she's playing. Um, I forgot the young lady, the young lady's name, but she was half Haitian, half Japanese, or whatever. And um, I guess Serena was basically um, apparently what the the the, the ref was the ref or whatever. Yeah. He was. Um, I guess he claims that Serena was getting um, coaching, coaching tips. 
by looking at her coach in the yeah, stands somewhere. Like the, yeah, something like that. So then, I don't know, uh, I guess he took a few points off. And then, because I think when you talk back to them or like make a scene and stuff like that, they take more points off. So people are trying to say that, some people are trying to say that um, she should have won the game. And then other people are like, no, she won fair and square. So that's kind of like the whole debate. Lost. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Lost square. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think she was going to get her ass smoked anyway. But you're right. Now. Did you watch the game, though? Did you watch the game for you to see? I saw that? highlights. Oh, okay, but you so you're making your opinion based off of highlights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't like when people make opinions off highlights. I watched the game. I love tennis. Right, okay. I love tennis. Um I love Serena, but I have a disagree on Serena on this one. Me too. But why? Um Based on my past, what I've seen Serena do is sometimes when things don't go her way, she gets really agitated. It goes to everybody. When I even play my little games, I'm not even a professional athlete like Serena Williams. I get agitated sometimes. And calls don't go against my way, I'm like really antsy. Now, uh, Ramos, which was the umpire, he gave the first warning to Serena because he believed that his coach was coaching, right? And she disagreed with that. But regardless of that, give the first warning. The second warning was based on a racket slime. That's automatic. That's right? automatic, yeah. Now, she was arguing with um, basically saying that, like, you basically stole a point from me. You could go to ESPN. They have the whole thing in terms of what she said and what not said. And I guess Ramos basically said, you know what? I had enough of this. I'm giving you another infraction. Right. My my thing is, um, do you watch other tennis games? I, I watch tennis all year. Okay, so do you agree with her in regards to them? Um, what's it called? Basically penalizing her and not the men as much as they do her um, with her, especially for that referee. Not really. I'll be honest with you. In that situation, because she already had two infractions against her. Now, there's certain individuals. They might argue even more, but they'll, that'll probably be their first warning. Or that might be their second inf- or the second warning, which is their first infraction. They wouldn't go after like that on the third try, right? So they might get the first one, the second one, and then after the match, they'll get fined, right? But when you have two against you, is is to be in your best interest, maybe to like calm down a little bit because you're down a break, right? Osaka just broke your serve. Mm-hmm. So you're down four three, you're down the first set six two, right? You're one more uh, game away from losing that match which I thought she would have lost anyway, but who knows? She, yeah. she could have came back. But for me, I'll be like, you know what? Just calm it down a little bit. Maybe he did give you an error. Sometimes umpires make mistakes, right? But you're down You're down right now. It's not probably the best interest to go after the umpire at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I felt she didn't have the frame of mind. And I, Serena's been playing for so long, right? And I felt like she kind of lost her cool a little bit. And I, and I honestly think she thought she was not going to get that last one, right? And he gave her that. And that's what happened, in my opinion. But now she's trying to make it like a, a, a sexist thing now, saying that, oh, well, women, we need to stick together. And ha, 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 ha. Right? <laughs> she's been, she's been doing that. Like, you know what I mean? In an interview. And it's like, um, okay. But it's like, apparently, apparently, I heard this empire. He does it with the guys, too. He's just a strict, too, apparently. He's a strict guy. But they're trying to make it spin like, oh, when men do it, Oh, it's whatever. No, well, apparently he got talking about things off the court as well. Like, for instance, she gets more drug tests than anyone else. You know what I mean? And things like that. So there's like other things that they're talking about behind the scenes that are not really like that she's now bringing to light. But what I will say about this situation is social media is disgusting because mm-hmm. it's like you can't make a mistake publicly. You know what I mean? You make this one mistake and everybody's persecuting you. I went on her comments. People were like, oh, my gosh, my 15 year old son looked up to you. You're a despicable human being. And I'm just like, relax. Like, first off, people make mistakes 
number one. And she's making her mistake publicly. Number two, yo, when you're used to winning and coming in first place, I'm like, you guys are used to like losing sometimes. I was like, for some people, like, you know, you win sometimes, you win, you lose sometimes. With her, she's used to winning. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, you guys are coming here and you're like, oh, she overreacted. Listen, she's allowed to get mad. She's used to winning. If your emotions take, if you're in the heat of the game, like, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Like, things happen. It is what it is. Keep it moving. Like, I don't agree with everybody going under her comments. Like, people, we're humans. We read these comments. You think it's not going to affect us just because, what, there are, like, celebrities and things like that? Like, it's going to affect them. So, I don't agree with people going under her comments saying, my, like, oh, I hate you now. You're despicable. Like, you're so whack. Da, 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 da. And you already know she's been getting it because, number one, she's dark-skinned. She's a female from Compton. She's had to face so many challenges just to where she's come today. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying, like, um, how she reacted was fine or whatever. I'm just saying, like, yo, let's... let's okay. She took the L. Let's move on. Like, you know what I mean? You guys don't need to write hate speeches under her comments like long ass paragraphs telling her about like why I hate you why you're no longer a good role model and stuff like that I'm like you're probably a bad parent like but I, but I feel like also too like yo don't say it's a f- uh, female problem just say it's like a me problem say like they have it out for me I don't like Wait. the way she was kind of spinning and saying like oh it's, it's a sexist thing how no she I'm saying uh, she's, but I'm saying she's also talking about other things not just today's game and that's what everybody's oh, okay. forgetting okay, like okay. she's talking about her overall career as a tennis player okay. so I think that's why sometimes like don't get me wrong I don't agree with everything she's doing now like I do agree like you know what I mean she got in her feelings you know she probably does feel embarrassed and you know they're trying to cover her ass but like at the same time like it is what it is yo black folks we need to support one another because we already have too many white people but the winner the winner who won is black no I'm not talking about that like I credit to her like I believe that people were mad because they said that they took um away like her like having that tantrum took away light from I forgot her name what's her name uh, Naomi, Naomi Osaka. Yeah. So um, they took away from her. But I'm saying, yo, social media creates everything. If you want her to be promoted more, post her on your page and stop complaining under people's comments. If you want to see her more on social media, post her on your page. You know what I mean? And that's what like some of the bigger platforms started doing. I'm not taking away from her. I think she's a lovely girl. She worked hard for what she did. She finally got to face like one of her, um, you know, her favorite tennis players and things like mm-hmm. that. I'm just saying in regards to Serena and I'm just saying in regards to black folks, like, if she's saying that she experienced something in the past and I'm not talking, I'm talking about outside of this game, then I'm saying that we should all just like, you know what I mean? Like as black folks, I feel like sometimes we're too separated. Like, you know what I mean? I'll only help certain causes. I'm just saying like, in regards to like just past experiences and things like that, we should just stick together. Like people make mistakes. For instance, you see churches and stuff like that. Different organizations, they handle their stuff within the system before they go out if they can't control it. So all I'm saying is we too, we should handle it in our thing before bashing her. Because at the end of the day, she look how many things she accompanished. Yeah. Look she how many great a lot, things she's doing. Like, you know and what I mean? For, her, for the community as well. Yeah, so, so let's not like forget about that. People make one mistake and people are all throwing like pitchforks at people. Like relax. They forget the good. Exactly. They forget the good and they concentrate on the bad. They wait for you to do one thing and everyone will be against you. Like you were saying, she always win. And her losing at that moment was like, Wait, did I lose that? What were you? What were they expecting her to do? And I even heard there was like um, someone drew a caricature or something of, oh, of yeah, her, cartoon, cartoon, and it was yeah. going around and stuff. Yeah. Like it, it, it's ridiculous. They need to get over it and move on. Like they should put herself in her, like her stuff in her shoes, yeah. and she'll be like, okay, yeah, if that was me. But everyone is looking at the negative side. And I even read somehow someone said, oh, how you're just jealous because. Um, 
next black girl beat yeah. you in the game and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, it's not about that. She like, there's a reason why she's mad, right? Mm. But everyone is looking at the other picture. So yeah, I'm like, yo, either way, like black people, we take the W, you know what I mean? But in regards to the character thing, yo, what I found recently about characters is like, was that the one where like he drew the girl looking white? And then after. Yes, that's the that one. one. And right? they heard, they heard like throwing a tantrum or whatever. Yeah. There's another girl. Um, I think she's Nigerian. She does like really beautiful cartoons or like drawings of like people in dresses too. She did one also and it's starting to go viral of her holding her daughter. But my whole point is I give comments to, I, I forgot what her name, her page is. Oh my gosh, I would have shouted it out. But um, what's it called? Um, my whole thing about characters is, yo, why do people, except for that girl that I just mentioned, always have to draw like dark skinned people or just brown people in general lighter than they usually are you know what i mean like it's always like you cannot draw us our skin complexion we always got to be lighter you know what i mean and that just speaks to white supremacy in general and just our conditioning and what we're used to and things like that like my friend recently had this dope cartoon um made for her like you know what i mean for this project she was dropping and i looked at it and she looks white and i'm just like she's as dark as me like why do we have to like you know what i mean especially in a society where we're shunned for being our skin complexion so i know that's off topic but that she just reminded me of that when she said characters mm-hmm. so do you think there's issues how people see dark skin well now I feel like it's good now because it's not, I feel like social that's media misconception. Mm-hmm. that is a misconception it's colorism. it's colorism still exists because what happens is people will publicly say oh dark skin girls da 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 but then after for instance did you guys see that episode it was this episode going viral of sisters Mary 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 Mary, one of the sisters from Mary Mary, and she has a daughter. She has a reality show. And within that reality show, her daughter um, came out more like her husband's skin complexion. So she's a bit darker than her mom. And then basically she was just like how like she noticed like she I guess she started having insecurities because all the men in her family married lighter skinned women. You know what I mean? And then she came out dark skinned and she's a bit thick. So she thinks she's not as beautiful. And her mom had to be like, oh, well, daughter, like, like basically the mom kind of made her feel like, oh, that it's kind of in her head or whatever. But then she started bringing out the receipts. Like, no, like daddy's married to a light skin. Uncle's married to a light skin. Everybody in our family married to a light skin. Like, you know what I mean? And what was your question again? So I can bring it back. So about, about like, I... oh yeah, why do I still think it exists? It still exists. Yo, um, I made this poem, plug, 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 called Midnight. And um, we well, made a poem called Midnight. Midnight? Midnight, yeah, because when I was growing up, I got uh, made fun of for my dark skin complexion. They used to call me Midnight, Midnight Robert, because I was so black or whatever. Where, where did Robert come from? Huh? What a midnight Robert. Robert? Well, yeah, they always associated with negative stuff, so. Yeah. So, midnight Robert. Anyways, when I was like in grade five, so it made me so sad. I used to cry because they used to make fun of me so bad. And then after I had some people stand up for me. But my whole point is, I'm thinking like it's a back in the day thing. Like, oh yeah, the next generation is better. Um, I work in the community. So basically I had this conversation with another coworker, Tia, you know who you are. And um, basically she was talking about how one of her students um, came one time and he had like third degree... Like, it was like some chemical burns all over his skin. Why? Because his family made fun of him and he was the darkest person in his skin complexion and he tried to like, I guess like, like, yeah, but like with some harmful, like, I don't know what substance it was and it permanently damaged his skin, his whole entire arm. So for us to say it's non-existent, it is. It just depends on where you live and the location. For instance, we live in Toronto, the greater Toronto area, Southern Ontario, where it's predominantly minor. I mean, like the minorities are the majorities. Like, you know what I mean? You barely see white people in certain areas. Like, you you know what I mean? White people in Brampton or like Brampton, like the new side of Brampton, I barely see white people. Like, let's be honest. Like, you know what I mean? White people are the minorities in certain places. But if you go outside of just like the greater Toronto area, you feel so awkward. Like, you're right. You were right. literally the only black person. I used to work this with this one girl. And like, sometimes when I straightened my hair, like she was like just naturally curious because she went to a high school where there was only like, like, I don't know. She said it was like 
300 people and she's never seen a black person until she came down and moved to York. Never has she seen a black person in 18 wow. years. And mind you, the only depiction of black people that she's seen were people on t- exactly. Yeah. So it's like these things now. So then when she met me, I'm like the opposite of like the stereotype or whatever. So and like she has genuine questions. I hate people who don't who like you try to tell them something about your culture and they're like, no, this is how you are. She wasn't like that. Like she was very accepting and learning. You know what I mean? So my whole point is like that's like America too, like the United States of America. I should be specific, like where my family lives in Wisconsin when I was going back and forth when I was younger. We live in a place that there's like barely any people of color. Like I have this, I told you my horrible experience, yeah, right? Yeah. Like was, it that, fast, was that bad? Hmm? Fast, like I fast forward. I was coming home late. Like see how in the summer the, the light goes down a bit quicker? Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? You mean, no, the winter comes down quicker. Yeah, but like from the, the transitioning, summer transitioning, okay. fall and okay, five, winter. Five, yeah, five, yeah, five. sorry. So like right now, it's like, what time is it right now? Uh, Like nine, something. Nine, right. Nine something. Seven. 47. 40, 47. 47. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, I like people who are precise. Yeah. But yeah, right now is when it would be getting dark. But it starts getting dark now around 8.30. Why? Because yesterday I know when I was picking up my brother yeah. from volleyball practice, the boys were like, oh, why is it so dark and it's only 8.30, B? And I was like, yo. The fall's like, coming yeah, and changing the seasons exactly. and stuff like that. to switch up real on us so I mean yeah that's exactly exactly so So when I was coming home one time I didn't realize like I always go home at the same time not realizing that we're transitioning and this is in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. tell me why fast forward this guy was like you motherfucking nigger I'm gonna get you or whatever I ignore it because I'm like okay like this is probably just a crazy white person and then I find out that he stops and he starts reversing his truck behind me the man was literally threatening and trying to kill me. I had to, I'm not even joking. Like I thought I was going to die. I was praying and crying and screaming, but I'm like, it's pitch black. The next houses are not until like after the bridge. My safe haven is like the forest. Yeah, no, yeah. I had to run. No, I had to. Yo, honestly, I didn't even know how I ran because I was praying for his angels to lift me up and fly me to the forest because, like, the forest was, like, my safe haven because I'm, like, in the forest, I can hide and I can run. Um, So, basically... Was the forest? That's lit. The what? That's lit. You went into the forest? Well, I was still running, but he was well, chasing me. it's dark, me. though. It's yeah, dark, it's so... Damn, that's he, crazy. He got out of his car to chase me or whatever, and then... The more so, did he, did he find you? Wait, she's gonna I'm telling the story. Oh, you're, sorry, like, sorry, you, sorry. you're too excited. Sorry, I'm here. Sorry. I'm alive. Don't worry. I made it out. <laughs> I made it out. He's talking to a ghost. Yeah, but um, what's it called? So then um, I had to hop over this thing. And this is the part where I said, like, see when she says, like, she would have fainted? Literally, I don't know. How, I don't remember running. Like, at that point, I just remember, like, flying across the fort, like, going to the forest. And then I something told me to stop and drop because that's when he got out of his car. So I stopped and I dropped and I was trying to, like, hold my breath so that he would not hear me breathing. And then um, he was, like, looking out for me. And then after um, he didn't, like, go too deep. And then that's when, like, he left. But the whole time he's like, I'm going to kill you. This is that. Whole point is... This happened, okay? This happened. This is not like something that happened back in like the 90s. Like, you know what I mean? This happens now. Okay. So, Irene, I'm going to ask you real quick. Has Have you experienced, you know, issues of being a dark-skinned woman growing up? And share a little bit like, you know, so for the listeners listening, you can educate them and stuff like that. Uh, to be honest, not really. Because... I was kind of going through a lot of mm-hmm. things in school or not in school and like my um, like from personal life. The only time I actually realized that I was a dark skin girl was because in grade eight, I won't say her name, actually. Mm-hmm. So in grade eight, I had this friend and I was like, I'm very quiet. So in, in school, like I didn't talk. I was a new girl, actually, at the school because we had just moved to Brampton and I was um, very quiet. Like I just mind my, my own business and everything. And my friend, she was like, like maybe like caramel skin, I'd say. And 
one day she told me that this girl, this other girl, said that I was too dark skinned. Right. But the, the girl that she was talking about had the same skin tone as me, like the exact same skin tone. And I already knew that she it wasn't the girl that said that. I know that it was my friend that said it. Well, you know, she was sort of my friend. I knew it was her that actually said it to me. And then I was like, I was like, dark skin. Like, how does someone be too dark skin? Like, this is just who I am. So I, even t- I actually asked my mom about it. I'm like, you know, this is what my supposed friend said to me. And she was just like, you know, there are issues that go on in, in the black community when it comes to um, being like light skin and dark skin and colorism. But honestly, you just have to live your life. But it's, it's, it is hard. Um, I'd say maybe growing older is when I really realized like, Especially when it comes to like men and maybe and even like black men, because bla- a lot of black men go for white women or, or light like, skins or light skin women. I just feel like it kind of dates back to slavery, like to slavery days, or even just like back in the day when white women were put on a pedestal by white men, right? So then you know the black men are also seeing this like, oh, like this is something that we want, like this is what I, what I need. So it's like they're kind of looking at that now too, because there was um, I had a friend who told me like. The reason why I don't date black women is because they remind me of my sisters. I'm like, why is that even a bad thing? And then he went on to say that, oh, like, he tried to, like, kind of hide it and say, oh, no, so it's actually because I can't find anyone as beautiful as my sisters. Any black woman that's beautiful as a sister, which makes no that's sense. That's some bullshit. It is, because I see black, beautiful black women every day. So it's just, it's just an excuse. The whole thing is that you just, I mean, this, I guess this is the battle. Yeah. He exposed himself, yeah, basically. This is debatable, but I'm just saying, like, I think maybe they kind of gave in to, like, the whole, the colonizers' ways, like, which we all did, right? Like, like when it comes to, like, wearing, wearing, um, like, straight weave, like, you know, we're wearing, like, mm-hmm. Brazilian weave and all that stuff. Like, it's not even our hair type at all. And we're Be wearing- careful saying that, though. Some girls might be like, what? What do you mean by that? Oh, I know. I know. But she's no. saying where it derived from because she's saying like where it derived from. So she's saying historically speaking, like before perm was invented and all that, why was even that's perm invented? Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It was to assimilate into white culture. Exactly. But Which is, now people still rock it. So is that an issue no, though? She's saying deeply, why do, why are we motivated? We were exposed to it, right? But why were we even exposed to it? That okay, in the first yeah, place. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think it is a deep rooted, like when it comes, if we want to go into the hair situation thing here, it is it is very it is and by the way Irene, you have nice hair though by the way thank you is that your real hair <laughs> <laughs> let's just say it is <laughs> so anyway um, thank you um yeah like okay so actually i were i read this article me and my sister were sitting down in the living room and we read this i read this article and i sent it to her to read it and we were just kind of like oh my god like we could probably never wear like the straight silky hair ever again because like in the article i can't remember what the article was called at all or even who wrote it but it was really good and she was just talking about how the way it looks when like a black woman's wearing like this silky silky straight hair and then even when you go on youtube to see like reviews of certain hair certain hairs to buy and stuff they're holding up this like silky wavy brazilian peruvian russian hair and they're a black woman and they're holding up this hair that will never grow from their head it'll never grow from their head you can put it on your hair all you on your head all you want but like it's not your hair uh oh. Uh, okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, no hold yeah, on. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not. The, 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 yeah, yeah. This, this is where I'm saying. Like, it, it, it's it is deep rooted, right? Like, right. I do believe that concealing our hair and wearing um like straight weaves like that, it, it's I, I think it is deep rooted and and does go back to slavery days. I I really do think it does. And I'm someone who used to wear it, but the last time I wore it, like I felt like a hot mess, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do it anymore at all. So now I just rock like um curly hair, like. That looks like my hair and um and braid because that's what that's what black people 
That's what we did back then. That now that's not knocking anyone who wears silky hair because right. you you can do what you should do whatever you want. We have the ability to um, manipulate our hair into different ways, and I, I think we're one of the we are one of the rarest people that can do that. So you know, do you? However, don't make it seem like it's not deep rooted or it doesn't go back there because it does. Because the only reason why we started even wearing weaves because if we stayed in Africa. We would not be. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have assimilated into the white culture. And the white people have naturally straight, straight hair. We wear it to mimic them. And I, I, I know that people are not going to agree with that. However, I do believe that we do. We wear it to, to mimic them. It might not be like right now. I don't think we think about it like in that way. But when it comes down to it, it is. And I'm not saying that you can't straighten your own hair or whatever or whatever. It's just wearing this like the Brazilian and the Peruvian hair. And remember, I did used to, I used to wear it, wear it too. I just don't, I just choose now not to wear it anymore. And I'm not knocking anyone who does. I'm just saying that like, you can't, you can't act as if it's not from, it doesn't come from somewhere because it does. Dude, I'm gonna ask you real quick. What about you though? Have you ever got issues with being dark skinned? People saying, oh, you're dark skinned. Someone said something to me in college. I was shocked. She asked me where I was from and I said I was from Africa. She said, which part? I said Ghana. She's like, hmm. <laughs> you know, I was so, she was like, Wow, you're so pretty to be African. Oh, so pretty to be a dark skinned girl. Yeah. Yes, and then after, and then the next day we're talking and she's like, I can't stop looking at you. You're so pretty for a dark skinned girl. And this girl is black. I'm not gonna say where she's from because she probably listen. Yeah. She's black. She's from the islands. Yeah. Right. And from the island. Just, and she's she 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 she's like a little lighter than I am. So I was surprised she made that statement. Well, actually, in in the islands they have a uh, like. Similar to Africa, well, some parts of Africa, I'd say they have really, yeah, they they have, yeah, they have a lot of um, issues with um, the bleaching stuff. Right? Yeah, they have yeah. a lot of bleaching yeah. going on there. India too, India too. Shocked, Jeff. My face, I was looking at her like, no, I don't think I heard it from her. And then the next day, like when class should be staring at me, or I was standing, should be saying, she's like, I don't know, Dorinda, I think you're so pretty. I mean, like, and then she add that to it, and I'm just like, I told someone, I'm like, I don't know what this girl is trying to say, but I find it very that changed my whole perspective about her. Like with how much I liked her and everything, I was like, Jesus, you're black, Jamaican, you are telling me this. Yeah. Forget about you. I would have guys come up to me and, and be like, oh, you're so pretty for a dark skinned girl. And I'm like, so what does that mean? Like back back there before when you were walking towards me, I would I just looked like an ugly black blob. And then you came like <laughs> towards me and you're like, oh, wait, she's actually pretty. Like, See, that's dumb. See, that thing, that's true. That's stupid, though. That's stupid. I think it's like, I think basically where it came to stem from, also from like growing up from the 90s or whatever, the era was like light skin was the ish. Light skin was the that. So I guess well, all of our, yeah, it's closer to white. Yeah, they used to do the paper bag test. Exactly. And apparently, like, that's what we define as beauty back in the day. I remember back in the days, like, yo, yo, I found out I was talking to this thing. And she light skin, so you get props. Oh shit, you got light skin. You know what I'm saying? But I guess like nowadays, like I guess we're, we're, well, I get a majority. It's not the same as before. I feel like people are still trying to like they're more woke now. It depends on who you're talking to because people who, for instance, I had a similar friend who was like that. Um, her perspective was like about dark skin people. Like she's just like, oh, she didn't think dark skin babies were cute and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as yeah, we yeah. started growing, because mm-hmm. um, I, I when I first met her, I did not like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as we started growing, like all of us in our journey and like learning and stuff like that we had certain classes together like by the end of it all discovering how we've been conditioned and how like you know what I mean our history and stuff like that she she's so embarrassed to even say that she thought like that so honestly it's education because we all used to think a certain way and then number two you know I remember this guy from DeVille I'm not gonna say his name D-Y 
Yo, when I moved to Dubai, I was so cheese. This guy told me, because one time I was sad, we were outside. I forgot why. I think we're just like watching a game or something like that. He told me I couldn't get a tan because I was too dark. Yeah, I make those jokes hey. all the time, though. I make the jokes like oh, that all honestly, the time. Honestly, the way people say certain things to certain people, I don't know. If they said that to me, I probably would have been in jail by now. Because I'll <laughs> abuse them. No, I'm serious. I'll be abused. That's what I'm saying. The way the girl said it, mm-hmm. she didn't say it to me in like, oh, you're too, whatever, whatever. Like, oh, you're this. She complimented me. Yeah. But she dissed the fact that she said in African, yeah. so yeah. I looked at her like, wait, what did she just say? And I'm like, no, I don't so think so. So she trying to say that Africans are murdered? Yes, yeah, so when she said it the next day, I was like, damn, but, but the way people came up, you go, oh my God, Jeff, you know I'll be in jail. Yo, yeah, honestly, but like, man, but I made, I made I jokes like this. Like, but I, I react I'm, to certain things, I'll probably be yeah. mad when someone be like, are you talking to me? And I'll just jump on him. To be honest though, I'm not gonna lie, I made jokes like this all the time with two dark skins. I'd be like, yo, you're so black, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you're looking at my hey, oh, oh, oh. hey, 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 hey. hey. But I'm gonna say, but it's a joke though, you know what I'm but saying? It's not stupid. It Some people are taking it that way, That's not that way. way. The conversations that you have with people, the people who you're surrounded by, I was at the airport one time, just gonna really say this fast. This guy walked up to my friend, her natural hair was out, that time my hair was straightened. And then, um, what's it called? She was like, oh, yo, take that dutty mop shit off of your hair. That's what he told her. Mind you, we're not even, like I was mad that he said that, but I was even more that he said that in front of a bunch of white people. Cause now all oh. the white people turned around and now they looked at her and they're looking at the hair. Mm-hmm. So you gotta be careful, whether it's a joke or not, you gotta be careful who you say it around because those people don't know us they don't know our texture they don't know us so when you're saying take that dutty mop shit in their hair they're like yo it does look like a mop and then they're oh, gonna think they have shit. those rights too like nah you can't be joking around around white people facts facts all right moving along that was that was deep yo that was deep still anyways moving along so yo i had a conversation with someone before right and she made a comment about back to this whole relationship crap again you know what i'm saying and she said that she believes that women settle more in relationship than men and I'm like, is that really true? Do women settle more in relationships? Yeah. And if that's the key, well, you think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you think so, why is that then? Why do you feel that women settle more in relationships than men? I think women might feel scared to leave a relationship or maybe it even is like actually abusive, but then, you know, they come in, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, it won't happen again. So I, th- I think, so I think sometimes it could be out of fear that they end up staying in relationship or fear of like, not finding anyone in the future like this is oh this is probably it for me this is what this is what, probably what they're thinking but I think maybe maybe mostly on the fear based on fear but they're gonna go yeah like what she was saying I think women settle because most of them don't want to start over right. and they usually feel like oh they already know their partner enough yeah. and that if they should start over what is this person gonna do what if this person is worse than what they have so that's what I always think that's why women uh, what, what are yeah, you but saying? see, things with that mentality doesn't make sense to me. That's what I'm saying. That is yeah. the reason why most women settle, right? Yeah. Because they think that they can do better. Also, if there are children involved, she's more concerned about her children, like where they're going to sleep, where they like, you know, the roof over yeah, the head yeah, yeah. and providing for them. So they might stay based on the fact that they have children. Okay, so, okay, fine. But let's just say they don't have no kids. Like, you know, a lot of you girls, right, have been in shitty relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys probably been in for a little bit too long. Irene, hi. hi. How are you doing? Because mm-hmm. you're smiling so hard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, so 
A lot of you girls stay in some shitty relationships. I'm pretty sure there's certain moments within that relationships that you could have seen signs that, hmm, maybe I should, like, you know, assess things more. <laughs> but y'all stay in it for too long, right? Settling. But why is the fact that us men, <laughs> right? Us men, right? Whenever we want to uh, move on in another relationship, we can just easily do it. You know what I'm saying? Without thinking in regards to, like, anything else. Tracy, go. Okay, first off, to answer the other question, because you skipped me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, is oh, first Rebecca, off, in regards sorry. to, like, people, like, stereotypes, and, like, even just in regards to statistics, uh, statistics, a lot of people, um, we know that there's more women than there is men, number one. Then on top of that, um, depending on... Okay, I'm not even going to get into that. That's another topic. But there's more women than there is men. And then after, on top of that, um, what's called the stereotype about men is, like, most of them are dogs, most of them are not good. So then when you find a decent person, and, like, I guess sometimes some people might have that perspective where it's just like I'm gonna settle because like she said there might not be somebody who's better than this or I can't find better because based off of the, the statistics like most men are dogs anyways and da 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 like those are some people's mentalities mm -hmm. I don't believe that's true though no but I'm saying the mentality mm -hmm. that's their mentality so let me ask you do you think so though I'm asking you though do you I think, so? think so I don't think so don't think but so I'm saying that I feel like there's this like usually if a bad relationship is holding you back, don't ever think you can do better. There's actually good guys out there. So if you're dating someone, they keep saying, oh, maybe if I go out there and I'll meet a bad, I'll meet someone that's not like, I mean, you'll meet someone that's not like me. Fuck that money. You're going to find someone way better. Okay, fine. That, that's cool and all. That sounds nice. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm really not. You I'm sure? good, yo. I'm Gucci. You know me, man. Hi, Gucci. <laughs> well, yo, but honestly, back to like, back to whatever. I'm just saying though, because... This whole settling things, you y'all ladies have probably said that women settle more, right? Mm -hmm. I don't even think so. I know men who I, I, so I know men who settle more just as much, right? Really? But yeah, yeah, of course. Oh. Yo, come on, you know, like, you, you know. Okay, listen, I'm gonna bring names. You know, there's a guy that so you okay, know. Okay, 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 yes, okay, okay exactly. <laughs> but my point is that uh, my point is. <laughs> I'm not gonna expose. No, 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 no. I'm not even trying to do that right now. But my point is that um, I feel like when it comes to men, right? I think we're a little bit more decisive in, in terms of what we want. No, maybe your boyfriends are lying. Like when I say boys that are friends, like not boyfriends, yeah. but yeah, they're lying to you because guys stay in girls' text messages, okay? Even when girls break up with guys, they might be telling their friends that they moved on or whatever, but they stay messaging okay. the same okay. girl. They don't fine, fine. Quickly. But as men, okay? Yeah, but, 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 let me tell you though. But, exactly. But listen, when they're married listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Oh, especially if it ends in a way that maybe the person cheated on you and they didn't have a closure and they don't want you to have any against them they probably come back and try to make amends with you but like i always say if you already made up your mind that you're moving on and you don't care about them then it is what it is but they pretend like oh i'm good fuck 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 dorinda did it but low-key huh they're not no but no no it's okay fine forget, but, but the whole pretend is aside though but it's just like us men i told you yo once i'm I've, in my head like us guys like we feel like yo once i've been with you there's still a way for me to come back into it you know what i'm saying yeah because you guys are possessive so you think that this one this is always here for me yeah, but now here's the thing. Now here's the thing though. This whole selling thing, we don't settle. Like normally, like I'm saying, like when it comes in terms of girls versus guys, right? Both both people settle, right? But more people say that women settle more, and that's the, that's a problem. Why is it you guys are selling way too much? Is and it's like why is it the us guys? For me, if I'm in a relationship where things don't work out, I still that's believe. Yeah, but I still believe that I can catch other things out there or other women out there. I also think it's who you're surrounded by. You know yes. what I mean? Because there's sometimes I'm hanging around some people, that's their mentality. Other people, that's not their mentality at all. And that's not their lifestyle. But majority of girls, because if that's Maybe the case. Maybe majority of girls you're because, surrounded by. No, because like, if you go on social media, women are talking 
um, bad about men all the time. You, you yeah, know, it's true you though. Also see men, men talking trash. trash about girls all the time. Trash. Remember, social media and even Google, depending on your previous searches, they bring up those type of searches that appease to you. Mm-hmm. So it depends on what you're searching. That could just be your kind of view from social media based off of what you've searched or what you've liked in the past. Because based off of what I've liked and stuff like that, that's why I also see some guys doing... Like, you know what I mean? It depends. That's how social media operates. There's an algorithm. Right. But I'm saying, but you have to be admitted, like, you probably have a conversation with girls, right? They've been heartbroken before, right? You hear it, it's like, oh, I've been disguised or whatever. It's, it's hard to find a good guy and all that crap. So when I have something decent, I'm going to stay. But that mm-hmm. brings a problem because I'm saying, sometimes a certain relationship you should refrain from. You should leave, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you guys stick with it for too long. Yeah. And then because of that, you stay in for too long. You're wasting Don't your time. Don't waste that, man. Don't exactly. waste your time. There's exactly. better guys out there. I There's always really better people, better, you know what I'm saying? Better guys, way better guys. And then once you stay in it for too long, you're hurting yourself. And then when you get heartbroken or the, this end, uh, it doesn't end the way you want it, Amen. now you're out here saying men are shit you're heartbroken and then that sucks for the next day to come in because now that woman builds a wall up you know what i'm saying and it's unfair and this thing is unfair for the next guy to approach and he maybe he is a decent guy but because you you've been hurt and you put that wall up right Mm -hmm. what guy's gonna stay around for that long it's gonna become problematic i think when people go through breaks breakups like they should like what i do is i just it's almost like um like I'm just learning from from every relationship, right? Like I learn from it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is what this person did, and I don't want I don't want that in the person that I actually end up marrying. So I I'll, I'll bring those like concerns that I I've dealt with already to the new person. If they can't deal with it, then like you know I just move on. Mm-hmm. If they can, then like we go forward. But like I think you should just take every experience or every relationship as an experience. And learn from it. Like, the, I think the importance is just to learn from it. I like that. Yeah. Learn from it. And that's the thing. For me, any situation, any person I interact with, it's a clean slate. I'm not comparing you to the, what I've built and been through in the past because it's not fair to you. You're yeah, a different person. Um, that's, that's why I always say that. The fact that someone did me dirty previously doesn't mean I should bring it to you because you're not the one that did what they did. So if I'm moving on from a person, I go in with a clean heart like nothing happened and I'm not going to keep saying oh that's what the other person did that's what because then you're bringing the past into the new relationship if you keep doing that you won't be able to move on from that relationship and you keep taking that onto every relationship that you're going so it's I'm not saying it's good to start over sometimes but you shouldn't bring what has happened into the present because the present person didn't do all those things the past person did so don't yeah. take your anger onto the next man's they didn't do nothing wrong do you feel like women feel pressure like find that one especially like the age of the region yes yes okay especially okay. being african okay my, i like that continue yeah my my aunt has like been trying to hook me up with someone two people actually and I told her I'm not interested, but yeah. like I can't even I can't even tell her I'm not interested because she's just like, well, he, I already gave them your number, so they're already messaging me. And um, but I hold I have an older brother who's not married, right? So like, why don't you guys go after him? Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like, go go to him and tell him he needs to get married and all that stuff. Like, leave me alone. And then my mo- my mom was actually going on the other day yeah. about she was talking to her sister, so my aunt, and I have a cousin. Like my aunt's daughter, right. and my mom was saying that she, uh, the two of them, like my mom and my aunt, are going to aggressively try to find someone for us. And I'm like, no one asked you guys to do this. Like, just sit down mm-hmm. and be quiet. Like, <laughs> mind your business in the right. corner. Okay. So, Wait, what was the question? Again? So, like, I feel like as women, like, do you feel pressure to like put, go into like a relationship or anything like that? Okay. So, uh, do I feel? Um, my family thankfully does not pressure me, so I don't experience that. But like, social media and stuff like that will like promote like you know what I mean families and stuff like that honestly I, I can't afford a family right now like I'm not ready to take mm-hmm. no care so financially I'm just like no um 
And I just, yeah, no, but like in a similar situation, my uncle tried to hook me up with his son from like Ghana. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, are you guys don't? <laughs> no. Okay. Dorinda? I would say yes and no. Um, my friend got had an engagement um last month. The moment someone saw me the next day, and when is yours? That really irritated me. I mean, nobody's pressuring me. The, another person that usually tells me that is um my work mom. Yeah. She's always like, hmm. So what are you gonna? When are you gonna meet that guy? So when are you gonna bring that guy? And then whenever she brings it up, I'm looking at her like, I mean, I haven't met, I haven't gotten one yet. If I do, maybe if you're a little bit more nicer, then you can find nicer one. Nicer to who? I'm just saying I'm in general. Nobody that's not nice to me. Nonsense. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's it's a yes and it's a no. And my parents know, but it's always the outside people. It's never from the inside. And mm. I know like mm-hmm. yeah, external factors. Parents, yeah, that's the thing. It's always the people that are, that are like aunties or people you work with or like close friends. But my friends don't even do that. It's usually more of the aunties from church and stuff. So when when are you getting married? And I'm like. If you find me a man or if you're going to help me pay for the, the marriage, that's what I always say. And then my, I, I even had a time I told my uncle that if he gives me money to marry, I will marry. And then he said, hey, come home, we'll talk about that. And I was like, huh? I was just joking. Mike, what, Mike, do you feel okay? So, Mike, I don't know if you just joined back in, but women, I was asking the ladies, right? Because they're women. Okay. They take it like, do they feel that there's pressure? to be in like to find out someone you know what I mean okay. so it's like do you think so like from based on from like you know you interact with your female friends and all that stuff and what they've told you or discussed with you do you think it's pressure for women to be in a relationship or be with somebody in society I would say yes like overall in society individual women that I know it depends on the relationship that they have with their families I realize with most most of them their family circle not necessarily but like just right outside of it just like dorinda said like the aunties and uncles the mm-hmm. people in the church and all that stuff they would put that pressure on yep. on them it's never happened. right it's never directly because they know that they know their their daughter they know their kids yeah, yeah. they know their kids mm-hmm. they know this the situation that they're in but like just right outside that there's a lot of pressure but i, I do have one friend as soon as she was done university the parents are like yo when are you get married <laughs> like was no oh okay not yet but like it also depends on your culture too. Some cultures, like automatically, as soon as you're done school yeah. and you already have a job, it's like, where is the man? The Where's the kids? I, I finished university too. I, I said I get in. Eh, when is the wedding? When are you bringing the? And I was like, ah, you people. Once you hear that someone has done school, it's about marriage. You're not gonna ask when are you going to get your masters? When are you going to do this? When are you going to buy a house? Well, yeah, worried exactly, about the yeah. marriage, like which I find it very weird because my friend will get married today. Next day, someone is asking me, so when is yours? I feel like why is that like is that the criteria? Is that a competition? It's by association. Yeah. It's not a competition. Mm-hmm. It, what someone will enter today, if I go enter, what if I die? What if the person get married to me, I go and marry and someone, something will happen to me? I'm not rushing in life. You can't rush what God has not planned for you. But these people, they don't understand, no. They just want to use their mouth to follow you, follow and you rush. And then when you go and you mess up those people, they people to come and talk about it. Yo, that's the thing I found annoying too. Like, mm-hmm. why is that like the measuring stick? Why is like everyone's always like fixed in marriage and relationships mm-hmm. and all that stuff? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why is that such a, a big deal? It's a timeline of what the, I guess, the life is supposed to be, right? You're supposed to go to school, you're supposed to get your degree, you're supposed to find a job, you're supposed to get married, you're supposed to have kids, and then live ha- happy ever after. That's the timeline. And in our age, that's where we're at. So they're kind of like, what's next? What's next? It's always what's next. As soon as I graduate, the first day after I graduate university, is like, what's next? I'm like, chill, like, let me, like, breathe here, right? right? So in this situation, it's now like, okay, you're at this age, you're not married yet. When you get married, you have a girl? 
when you get married. And especially when I have, like, Jessica attested this, like, three of my close friends, they all got married, like, right after another. Yep. Right? And they're looking at me, it's like, they're all married. It's like, Mike, when you next? Yeah, that's, that, that, what? And it's like, fam, you just got married. Like, relax, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's we wedding two weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was like, Mike, when you're next? I'm like, uh. Oh, they ask you once you get married. A couple of months, hey, you guys, you're not pregnant yet. Yo, that was another, that was another, yeah, I hate that. That's so annoying. I just yeah, went to your wedding. I just went to your wedding, and now, now you're gonna ask me. So when's babies. yours? So you're like, not babies yet, and then they'll start saying stuff about you. I have people around me that wanted to have kids so bad after marriage because they, of what society would say about them. Right. And some of them wanted to have kids so bad because they felt like when their friend Paula got married and what is Paula, man? Because I have Paula? to. I don't know yeah. Paula. <laughs> because Paula got married um, last year and got pregnant right away. Them too since they're married now they should get pregnant so i find it so weird that once it's after marriage it's the baby part mm, I, it it's true so I, I know it's more to life that these things so yeah don't it, see it. i feel like it's true with a lot of women i feel like there's a lot of pressure because like i don't know why women shouldn't have to feel pressured to be in a relationship or be with someone it's up to you guys whenever you guys feel like it you know what i mean you guys are very smart a lot of women are independent you guys are very successful it's true though a lot of women I know this is the way you said that was, was funny oh it is a lot of women are independent now like yeah they're very independent like they don't need nobody they're doing well for themselves all in their careers doing their own thing you know what I'm saying they don't need a guy like that unless you want to I don't feel like the pressure because the problem when you, when you put too much pressure on women or whatever I don't think it's their intention or what they're seeking is in the right way you know what I'm saying they're gonna look for it like let's, let's imagine you want something so bad okay right you don't let it come organically naturally you want it so bad, so you start looking for it in the wrong places. Yeah, it happens to some ladies. Like yeah. Some people I know, like, they're in, like, such a rush that basically um, they'll settle. And that, that's when settling comes in as well. Like, they'll settle for this guy knowing that, you know, they shouldn't, set, um, like, basically marry him or whatever. But they'll end up settling just because they feel pressure from their family and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Exactly. So then that becomes a problem, though, right? You settle for the wrong things. And then you're in, in, in a situation where, oh, man, maybe you put some more thought into it or you just wait a little bit to, like, you know, uh, analyze, you know, and critique the person, all that stuff to see if they really fit for you. Then, you know, like, pff, it's just annoying. But but, by, but but back to the whole settling thing, though, right? I just forgot. I just thought of something right now. I'm going to ask you guys for your opinions, though. I'm going to ask everyone, right? Start with Mike first. Do you think, do you know, is there a difference between settling and sacrificing? And if you think so, give your, your, your definition on the two. Sorry? Actually, no. Sacrificing is like putting your life okay, let me ask Mike first and I'll put I'll ask go in order I feel like sacrificing is putting your life on the line for someone or for something and settling is like this is what I have right now I don't have a choice I have to go with it do you guys agree with that? am I making sense? what can you say again? I feel like settling is like this is the the condition right now mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna go with the flow and see whatever happens sacrificing is like putting your life on the line that even though this is not working out, I'm going to make sure it works. So even if it's good or bad, you still, you stick with it, right? So that's what, I don't know if I'm making sense. Yo. Wait, do you mean in a relationship, yeah. right? Because he asks yeah. what is the difference between settling Selling and sacrificing. And sacrificing. I sacrificing is putting your life on the line that no matter what, yeah. This is what you want, yeah. and you're gonna make sure it works. But even if it's killing you, if you yeah. think the relationship that's is killing you, no, no I disagree. I think that's sacrificing too. Is um, you what would I even say before I lost my? So basically, what Dorena was trying to say, well, I agree with her, like exactly what she's saying. 
like for me that's my definition of sacrificing and selling so basically selling is like oh, you're, yeah, you're accepting for the situation yeah. for what it is yes and you take it no matter what and no matter, selling and, is basically like no, no, sorry. this is your no no that was settling no no no, no hold on no, no sacrificing no, is you putting your life yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah. you putting yeah. your life <laughs> on the line that yeah. no matter what yeah even though it's bad even though it's killing you yeah. you still stick with it no matter what yeah what comes out of it even if and then settling is you saying or oh, this is the condition right now. Let me go with the flow and see where it ends. Maybe it will end positive. Maybe it will end negative. Either ways, I don't have a choice. Okay, I'm gonna tweak it from what you're saying though. From what I'm gonna, what my interpretation was settling sack for settling means to me, like basically what you're trying to say is that um, basically you're accepting, you come in terms of accepting the situation for what it is, mm-hmm. for better or worse. All right. For what it is, you're accepting it. And what's that one? S- that's settling. Mm-hmm. Sacrificing, you're giving up something for the greater good of something else. Yeah. No matter what. No matter in, what. In a relationship, how... Because, okay, this is how I see it. Like, I see settling. Okay, it's two people. Two people in the relationship. And they're... Um, so, like, the one person is... Or, you know, someone is settling in the relationship to just, just be here. Sacrificing, I see it as, like... So, there's... Like, let's say there's... Um, like, let's say there's my boyfriend here, but then there's someone else here. So, then I'm going to sacrifice being with the other person that maybe I have a good connection with to be with this person, like to settle with this person or sacrifice settling with this person, which might be like stability to be with this new person. So that's kind of what I was trying to say. So basically you're giving up something for something mm-hmm. that you believe is a greater good. It's better for you. Yeah, yeah like the greater yes. good. So like, yeah, the boyfriend, mm-hmm. for example, the one, like the guy you like and the guy, whatever. So I'm going to sacrifice on my potential being with this person or that person because I believe by doing that option is the greater good of what I want, what I want to achieve. Or in a relationship, or in a relationship for an example, right? Like, let's just say like, um, uh, I work late all the time. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can't come home on time, you know, and then come to come home with my wife and just chill or whatever and, you know, watch her shows, right? So I got to find a means to sacrifice something. So maybe, like, what I would do is maybe on my, like, maybe for work or after work or whatever, I'll probably call her FaceTime or something, you know what I'm saying? Sacrifice some sort of form of time for something to, like, for the greater good of that particular relationship. You understand what I'm trying to say? But you're saying you don't actually want to do that. You're just saying, you're just saying you're sacrificing, um... Like your time to call her and because maybe like it's it's yet to find member or maybe like okay so some people do long distance relationships. The word sacrifice is very broad. Okay, so okay, when I when I'm saying like like let me get specified a little bit more like long distance relationships, right? You can probably date someone from like Ghana or whatever, different time zones or whatever, right? And you know maybe by the time you go to bed, the person's waking up. By the time the person goes to bed, you wake up, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe what the person might do, because they want to keep that line of communication going with you, mm-hmm. they might sacrifice probably a, a certain hour of their time. Just to talk to Just to, to talk to you. Sleep. To make sure okay. the line of communication okay. is still going. Okay. Settling is like, this is a situation, I'm accepted. Because think about in the court case and stuff like that, right? When you're suing somebody, right? And then later on, you like to set out of court. Because why? Mm-hmm. The, per, probably like the, the, the funds and everything is being detrimental to your finances, right? Mm-hmm. So here... Here's the money, come in terms with it, and just deal with it. May potentially, if you probably didn't do it, you may make more. Mm-hmm. But because it costs you and it's tasking on your energy and your time, you just take it for what it is. Yeah. Okay. So to me, selling is not a good thing. Yeah. We're sacrificing good or bad. We'll sell. Your, your intentions, hopefully, is for the greater good. But settling doesn't always, settling can sometimes actually be good anyway. How? Not, maybe not in a relationship wise, but like with your example, like when it comes to like 
um, going to court, like bring someone to court. Because sometimes like when you're the person that might be taking the settlement, you already know that the the trial itself is not going to be good and it's not going to go in your favor. So you're just going to take the settlement because this will be the most that you can get. That may not be the case, though. Yeah, sometimes you could fight. But sometimes you could fight and be like, no, No, 20,000 is not enough. I want 30,000. Sometimes sometimes you you could actually be the one that's losing. You can actually get to the point. Because if you you get to the point, like the judge can actually say like, you've actually wasted court time. So it's going in this person's favor. It's going in the plaintiff's favor. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but most time when people settle, you don't, you can't determine that. It's, it's well, before, they, 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 I know, but I'm saying in most cases, like, in, thought, yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, the thought too, like, like, hey, Jeff, this might be too tasking. This person rather give you two million and it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Exactly. Exactly. But if you go through the, um, if you go to um, whatever, you may or may not get it. Mm-hmm. So it's basically up in there. So just take this and accept it. Yeah. That's settling. Yeah. You're coming in terms of the situation you're in. Yeah. And you're sacrificing. That's, that's well, not a sacrifice. Really, no, no, but okay. Yeah. In order to settle, sometimes you might be sacrificing something else. Like, like, let, 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 for instance, um, there was, I forgot where it happened, but there was, um, a situation where this black kid was arrested mm-hmm. and he was put in, sorry, he was put in the van and they put him in the back, but they didn't put a seatbelt on. So when they were driving to the jail, like he was moving around, he, he was, he had a mental disability as well. So when he, the, he was moving around in the van and he actually ended up dying because he broke his neck. Yeah. And so his family, I think, the thing what happens with most black families is they actually end up settling out of, outside of court. Yeah. But what they, what people are saying, what they should do is sacrifice the money that you're going to get because it's not going to bring the person back anyway. And and um and go go towards like changing something because if you keep going to get to like the the trial and go through like the process of charging and suing and all that stuff, you might actually t- change some laws. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but it is settled. So that's yeah, not a good thing, though. Exactly. So, but yeah. they settled instead. Yeah, so that's but what I'm saying. If they would have just picked a sacrifice, then they would have. Yeah, and you just sacrifice a big risk because it can go either way, good or bad. You can lose it all. Yeah. Or it can, yeah. It, it can be a big reward, right? So that's how I determine what sacrificing is. Yo, you guys confused the hell out of me. Sorry, all this sacrificing, settling. Like, I don't even know what I think anymore. I'm not, okay. Damn. Huh? Like, okay, anyways, um, I can't even remember what I was saying. So like No, 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 okay, I remember. I mean you guys like this is sacrifice and settling. Settling is sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. I think that settling and sacrificing are separate, but settling can sometimes include sacrificing yeah. in regards to relationship. Let me explain, please. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, just in case you're about yeah, to interject. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to lose my thought. <laughs> so um basically, so for instance, when people settle for a guy or when they settle for a girl right for instance okay i'm not gonna expose a family sometimes a lot of marriages and sometimes with a lot of our parents they're still together you know what i mean and they settled you know what i mean mm-hmm. but when they settled they had to make sacrifices within that marriage for the kids and stuff like that so this is what i mean by settling can include sacrificing but sacrificing yeah sacrificing him was something too yeah i'm in this marriage because of my kids if it wasn't for that i would have packed my yeah, stuff but, and left that's a sacrifice wait, 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 wait. that's not well, you're not listening they settled for the relationship okay initially they settled for the relationship where they didn't intend like you know what i mean like, you don't know what's in the future and then because of what that how that relationship developed where there was kids and other things they had to sacrifice for that sorry they had to sacrifice for that relationship that they initially settled for do you understand what yeah, I'm i agree i agree about? yeah yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mike. <laughs> um, that was a great point that you made. That's a really great point. Um, 
in terms of we're, we're talking about sacrifice and settling in a relationship not marriage relationship in a relationship so for me in terms of settling is exactly what you said jeff in terms of just taking what is presented to you it might not be what's ideal for you but you don't think anything is better for you and i think with settling there's no objectivity of happiness it is like it is what it is as in sacrifice you take an element that you might take back at that moment, but you know it will bring you happiness in the future. Pause, can I interject? Um, I would prefer the word compromising then. Obviously compromising includes sacrificing, but then that's also like, you know what I mean, compromising, where like obviously you're doing that because you said, because like you love the person, right? Yeah. And that's initially why you're sacrificing, which you've intended to compromise within that relationship. Like you were saying, your partner, for instance, temporarily lives in Ghana or whatever, so you're temporarily sacrificing or whatever. You guys compromise that issue. You guys discussed it. Meanwhile, settling is just, okay. But also, Sacrifice can be more things too. No, no, no. Right? But I mean, like, like I'm on the same page. Like I'm not yeah. confused anymore. <laughs> yeah, because like in terms of like sacrificing, it's like you know what? I'll take I'll take this. Some people nowadays, I'll take this L, but I know it'll bring me a win at the end of the day. <laughs> like I lost the battle, but I'll win the war. Mm-hmm. Right? Was 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 settling? You lost the war. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that settling can include sacrificing, can, depending yeah. on the situation. It, 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 it can, and too, like the, your example, like is perfect in terms of that. Like you lost the war of your marriage but you won in terms of relationship with your kids because at the end of the day you feel like what's best for your kids is to sacrifice your happiness for theirs right so at the end of the day for that so in terms of relationship is like i'm settling for this girl because like i'm getting old i want kids you know what like she's there like she's not the wife I wanted in my my dreams, but I'll take her. In terms of in terms of That's a a sacrifice. That's not fair to her. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not fair to her. But that let, let's be let's be real here. Let's be real. I got her pregnant, and they want me to marry her. So by force, I will marry her. But but the thing is, it, it's not fair. But this is real life. A lot of things ain't fair, and a lot of things are not fair. That's what it is. A lot of people settle. We don't want to settle, but life presents ourselves that way, mm-hmm. right? In terms of sacrifices, like, you know what? She lives five hours away. Like, I want this job or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? I'll sacrifice my job here because what will make me happier is to be with her where she is. So I'll move there. And so that's a common, you're giving up something for a common good. Yeah. For the long run. Yeah. 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 So I want to put that in terms of a relationship and in, yeah. in terms of that, because to keep it with the subject, but in terms of like my personal thing, in terms of um, working, right? So I was working morning shift. I, and they asked me if I want to be a chemist in the afternoon shift, right? So I had to sacrifice my social life with my friends in the morning because everybody works in the morning to work in the afternoon night shift because I knew eventually I'll be a chemist in the morning one day. So you have to have foresight with your sacrificing. Mm-hmm. Where the settling is like, you know, I'll take this job. I'll make like 20 bucks an hour, whatever. Right? So that, that's why I see the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it all has to do with choices. Mm-hmm. It all has to do with choices. Life's about choices. Yeah. Damn it. Yo, that guy, that guy. Yeah. yeah. So um, I have one last question. <laughs> so earlier, earlier um, thing, I know, I know, but earlier I was talking with, um, you know, you know, off air before, right? I just want to bring a little quick t- um, touch. And Tracy said um, some great things. You know Rebecca. what I'm saying? Rebecca, sorry. It's sorry. already Tracy. <laughs> yeah, like I know, right? I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, <laughs> so earlier, earlier on the I like earlier on the um off air, right? I was talking to Rebecca and Rebecca said some great things. You know what I mean? Some great things about about um her take on Christianity. 
right? I know it's running a bit long, but it was dope. You know what I'm saying? You have to ask me something specifically. So I can okay, so I was saying like, okay, so the, what I posed was basically, do you feel like there's an issue with Christianity or basically how Christians go about in today's like today, like how they act. Sorry, <laughs> the question was so trash. I don't know. I'm, I know. Like, I'm just tired. Like, yo. Okay, I'm, my point is, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yo, I'm tired, B. Like, okay, the point I'm trying to make, do you feel like, do you feel like, yo, I'm going to pose a question. Yo, do you feel like there's an issue with Christian nowadays, right? And do you feel like Christians, this, is there an issue with them, especially how they perceive things or how they go about it, especially when they come in terms of like trying to follow the Bible? Oh, this is when I, like, I have to ask you what kind of Christian you're talking about. This is where we need definition. Remember I was telling before. Okay, so I don't know, man. Like, I, okay. Like, are we uh, just talking like, like we're generalizing right now? Like, yeah, I'm generalizing, generalizing because all yeah, Christians. Yeah, because I th- you have like non-believer friends. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like they hate. Like the reason why they they fall away from the church is because the fact of they feel like Christians are so judgmental and they're very uh, contra- they contradict their views because mm-hmm. you know. You made a good point one time. I'll let you, you speak in it. Yeah. So you made a great point of saying like some Christians um, basically are strict. Like they follow every, the Bible to the T. Well, yeah, I said, yeah, it depends on the type of Christians you're talking about. Because I'm like, in regards to Christians, I said the first day of class, my prof was like, what is a Christian? And then most Christians were like, oh, well, you have to at least believe that Jesus died on the cross. But then he was like wrong. So then all the Christians were like, OK, then what the hell is a Christian? And then after he was like anybody who calls themselves a Christian. So basically you can't tell somebody. So he's Mormon. He believes Mormon falls under christianity so my whole point which is, they don't um so oh, yeah. all about exactly so his point would be like which they do you know what i mean but which they don't <laughs> but my whole point is so it depends on the type of christian you're talking about because even if you're not talking about those type of christians there's obviously pentecostal this this that right but even within that group there are people who believe in every single word and every part of the bible and who believe that you should live it out or else you're not considered a Christian and those people are in the church and they'll say the other people in the church are not Christians exactly. then you have the other people who are Christians who follow 50-50 who do 50-50 who are like I'm Christian you can't tell me I'm not Christian to so those people then you have some other people who don't read they don't pray they don't do anything but they still call themselves Christians so I'm like depending on the type of Christian we're talking about because sometimes when people make these generalizations they'll be like they'll be talking about Christian number three where it's just like I believe but they don't pray but they don't read and then they'll be like those people are hypocrites well of course if you're calling those people hypocrites they never even read the word you know what I'm saying but if you call number three a hypocrite let's say the probability of him doing that or her doing that would be less likely so it depends on the type of christians we're talking about damn that's a lot but it's it's also like christianity's or actually religion period is is mainly passed down like you don't you're not born knowing that um like it's taught right like you like just like culture too though right yeah exactly yeah but like with when it comes to like like christianity like for me like i wasn't i didn't get to really choose whether I believe in God or not. It was, you grew, you grew up, you like you're born and you go to, um, as a child, as a child, you go to Sunday school and then you go to church, right? Like, and then maybe when, when you're older is when you start to question things, if you want to, like you start to question things. And then even in the church, like they tell you, you can't even question stuff. Right, right, yeah, but right. I was even saying like, depending on the type of church, cause if you go to like a Baptist church or like those type of churches, like they will not tell you, do not question. But I grew up in an African church and you even asking them a question was disrespectful, yeah. like talking back. So in regards to like growing up in a church, that's why when we come to a certain age, it's up to us to kind of like do our own research, just like our own research for everything that we're involved in and things like that. It's up to us to kind of do our own research and find out for ourselves whether we want to continue to pursue what our, what's been passed down to us from like our parents and things like that, or whether we want to take a different path. Mm-hmm. 
And I know within a lot of households, especially people who are like preachers, like for instance, people who want to change from Pentecostal to Baptist or whatever, it's a big problem in some, certain houses because yeah. their their parents are pastors. People that knock on your door, Jehovah oh, Witness, Jehovah. <laughs> like, you know that I mean? one's just a problem. <laughs> Even going to a Catholic church, that one's just a problem, but they will force us and take us to Catholic school and then when we want to go to the church, it's a biggie. <laughs> Mike. Yo, like Rebecca said a lot. And like, the thing is, like, there's not much I can say against that because there's a, there's a lot of different opinions within the religion. And we look, all of us are just trying to figure it out in terms of what it is to, to mean to be a Christian and what, what do we follow. How much percent is supposed to follow? 100%, 50%, 25%, like, and all that. So it's a lot, it's a lot to take in. But I will say that there is this, um, in regards to Christianity, there is this group of people who don't consider themselves Christians, but um, kind of follow the same word and stuff like that. The Hebrew Israelites, the thing that you brought up. Yeah, the Hebrew yeah. Israelites. So they believe basically, for those who don't know, that is, they believe that they're the blacks or people like Caribbean or Western African with the original Hebrews, right? So wait, do you consider those people Christians? 100%. Okay, just asking. Okay, so then I didn't know they're included in the category because you ask those people, they'll be like, no. So that's why I was like, I they'll don't say, really know. Okay, the like, reason why they will say, they'll, okay, they don't want to be branded as the, the Christian, Christian, the common known like Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Of the and ones like... a lot of Christians now today too, though. They're they don't want to be branded because now there's a stigma between how Christians operate mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So they don't put themselves as Christians, but they'll probably say, I'm a believer of Christ. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that... Regardless, okay, let's say if we're just using the general definition of Christianity, um, it's hard because people are human, so people make mistakes, but there's a difference between people actively making mistakes and then not kind of like trying to repent, I guess. And then people, for instance, when you're talking about like, and I think also like when we met one of our friends, he said that he found out that I was a Christian one time and he's just like, oh, you're one of those people. This, no, this was back in the day when I was a Christian back then uh, or whatever. Anyways, yeah, I almost, <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> What's it called? So then after he was just like, um, yeah, he's like, oh, you're one of those people. And I was like, what do you mean one of those people? He's like, basically somebody went up to him and they're like, oh, you're going to hell because you don't believe. So that person was kind of too passionate. So then I started figuring out like there's certain people who find the word and they're just so happy about the word and they're so happy to share the good news that they just kind of go aggressively yeah. towards people. And I'm like, you're forgetting that the Bible said like with grace and with love and to approach people in those manners. And because we're human, we're imperfect, but like trying to actively actually make a change, you know what I mean? Because you can't just start saying like, yo, you're going to hell, you're going to die. Like you're yeah. so waste, like da 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 da. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, we'll all die. <laughs> Facts, no we'll all die. But people take a lot of things like so serious. Um, and like you guys are saying, there's different type of Christians. They're the ones that go to church and still party. That's me. I do my thing, but I st- I still believe in God. Yo, at least she's honest, though. I I'm the same way too, though. Go to church on Sunday, and even if I don't go to church, I pray at home and ask God for. for- it, when I do anything that I know is inappropriate, I ask God for forgiveness because I know He's gonna forgive me. But that's not why I do what I do. Sure. I do it without even realizing that I'm messing up and stuff. And then later I'm like, oh shit, it's against the Bible. Why yeah. did I do this? And like I said, I do my thing and I still go to church but God knows my heart so and then also like people need to remember that breaking a habit takes like over 30 days and then if you're a believer too like breaking habits without the okay Psalm 127 I think I was reading it just the other day it said like basically building a house without the most high is like building a house in vain you know what I mean so the house will still get built but you're not you're just doing it in vain so like Mm -hmm. it's like remembering that when we're trying to stop certain things or when we're trying to like change our lifestyles or whatever we always have to remember to ask the most high to be with us during each and every single step of the way because us doing us us doing it on our own is in vain and then on top of that I guess during that kind of oh sorry so during that kind of um, journey where let's 
say if you just become a believer or you're still like no matter what we're always trying to be better in lives like everybody even people who are non-believers you know what I mean but um the thing is like I guess also sometimes it's hard because when you it's like publicly making a mistake when we're talking about Serena it's just like if you publicly make a mistake and somebody doesn't understand you know what I mean then yo little persecute you but also this is what I have a problem with so for instance pastors um and people in power within the church um whatever and when I say the church I mean the body right so if you know you have a leadership role and you make a mistake whether that is lying cheating on your taxes cheating on your wife whatever it is you know what I mean adultery whatever it is less murder if you know you are in a position of power and you lost your way please step down and rehabilitate your life back on track because you cannot say that you're still standing on the pulpit trying to lead people when you're still doing that that's why I was talking about accountability earlier on I don't remember if it was on or off the podcast you have to have accountability it doesn't matter how high you are we're human I think it was David who was like he was a leader or whatever and then after um at one point he was leading with you know Yehoah or that's how they say it in tree but Yehoah and um, what's it called they were leading with him and then after I went um, yeah and then after he said um basically at one point at one point he left and like he the spirit wasn't there with him so my whole point is you can still have something don't deceive yourself if you have a talent you can still do whatever but yo when the most high is not there it's not going to be the same and you might still have that position but don't let that fool you like you need to go back read your word find that private time because now when you're leading people you're leading people and these people think that you know what i mean you're this you're that and you're Mm -hmm. putting on this perception and then after when stuff happens like it's just it it makes the entire church fall apart and then people who don't like you're just leading too many people astray so if you even if you're not in a position of power if you're a believer and you're struggling find accountability people find somebody you can trust within the church stop gossiping yo there's too many people who gossip that's why people don't want to confide oh (laughs) they will not mind their business me once all the problems in the world is in their house yeah, yeah, they'll be talking about somebody else's business. Mind your business. Thank you very much for bringing that up. <laughs> ah, no, 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 Jeff is too much. That's <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know, church people and gossip. Yeah. That's where all the gossiping comes from. It's not from your friends. It's not from your workplace. It's church, and this is the place that we come and worship God. Then what's the point of us worshiping God if we come back and be destroying people's name and tarnishing people's image? I mean, image in a in a, in in a, in a church. Nonsense, Mike. She's always trying to say is Dorinda is right. A hundred percent. Like I'm, I, I was, I was nodding the, the whole it's time. True. It's like you're going to church to praise the Lord, and you're just gossiping about other people and just, just talking do about that everything. And go home and talk about other people because that's your husband. At the church, come on, come on. There's so much mixed up. I haven't seen like I mean a place to worship God, but there's so much drama. And it's not just one person's church. Every church has drama. But I think it loves company. But I think it's like ah. yeah, it's true. But I think it's like the thing is like. I guess when it comes to the whole, like, well, the Bible is very, it's sometimes certain things are straightforward and certain things are not, right? So people take accountability and believe what they want to believe, right? What they think, right? Rather than fall exactly to the T what the Bible states, right? So that becomes an issue at times. The moral of the story I say is follow Roman 12, 2, I believe. Yeah, Pastor Jim. And that is, do not be transformed. Do not, do not conform to the ways wait sorry oh my god I, I'm here do not okay, do not conform to the world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind and it goes on going on and going on a lot but I'm just gonna cut out that point can I just say something about transparency also sorry I'm yeah. a church I could talk yo transparency like we're trying to create an environment where people can be transparent about their sins there's people who are struggling with so many different things but they can't even go to leadership I went to this one conference where they have like just meetups like this and people like and it's a trusted environment mind you I didn't even know these people it was in Chicago or whatever I would sit with these people people were talking about stuff that they did and it was 
people were so like we were able to be open about just everything and just being real about a str- like the struggles of being a Christian and stuff like that stuff that we face stuff that we're weak in and stuff like that I feel like I could never do that in so many churches because other people would go outside and, and God judge you tried that. and Your judge you would be flying around like yep. a bird your business would be flying in the church like so why hey, why is that the case that like in Chicago with the place that you went to for that conference they were able to like just it was like a Baptist church. They had strangers, right? Was it with strangers or people from the church? People from the church. So it was like a Baptist. It was like a conference stuff, and it was different churches. And a lot of people, the same people, go every year. Like I don't know if you guys ever heard of like Jackie Hill and no. Okay. Wait, Jackie Hill. The, isn't she like the pastor's wife or something like that? And she does motivation speaking. Yeah, she does spoken word. Yeah. I, I she does spoken so. word, yeah. and she has like dreads. But yeah, anyways, like my whole point is like there's different churches. Anyways, so I went to like it was called Legacy. That conference was so yo the topic alone like it was like worshiping a white Jesus in a modern world like questions remember I told you questions that like I've had with my friends are just like like just real questions that I've never ever been ever able to ask and get answered at like other churches that I'm not gonna mention (laughs) but um yeah sorry that was great I know we're going long enough man an hour and 30 I think we should wrap it up right Uh, I know I know but this is good though man I wish we can keep going but you know, it is what it is. That's how you know. You know that. I'll leave you here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, it's different. That kills me. <laughs> okay, okay. But anyways, uh, Irene, Irene, plug your socials if you want. I don't have any. <laughs> You don't have any? No. Okay. Pl- plug your socials. I'll plug. I lied. My name's Tracy. Um, I just said, you know, honestly, everything I said cannot be used against me in future <laughs> stuff. Don't even off. try it. Okay? <laughs> don't try it. Don't come for me, please. I'm just... Okay, anyways, yeah. Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y underscore K-A-Y-Y. I also sing. You know, come out to one of my shows. They're really dope. Just sing real quick for us, real quick. Um, okay. <clears throat> uh, okay, hold on. Give me a song. Give me a song uh, that I know. I don't know. Okay, um... <laughs> Okay, go to her. Okay, okay yeah. Okay, go. Oh, no. You can check her socials for Dorinda. No, but I don't want to hear a little sample. Miss Dorinda, and I said what I said. I don't care. I've said it. All right. <laughs> uh, you can find me at um, Instagram on M I K E C O F F I E. So that's you can find me at. Okay, Tracy, come on. Um, uh, hold on. Alicia, give me a song like Alicia Keys. I know usually some for song. No, a different one. I don't know that song. Woman's Worth? No. What? What? Alicia Keys, do you know? Oh, no, no. Um, okay, just. Meet me at the altar in your white suit. Yeah, yeah. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. I've been feeling you for some time, but I must confess. Yeah, yeah. I just want to get married. Can we just get married? Yo, that was lit. Yo, blah, 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 blah. that was nice. That was nice. Yo, and you know, find me, Jeff Suave. You know what I mean? You can agree to, you can agree to disagree what we're saying. Mm-hmm. We don't care. That's our opinions. That's your life. Yeah, it's, that's your life. This was a great episode of the Speaker Man podcast. And we back in this. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to post this, but I'll probably post it on Wednesday. Yeah. Anyways. That's the Speaker Mind Podcast. Thank you for listening. We out. Peace. Drink till I'm drunk. Smoke till I'm high. Castle on the hill. Wake up in the sky. You can't tell me I ain't fly. I know I'm super fly. I know I'm super fly. The ladies love love me. That's my day off. Fuck with me. Out here with the moves. Like I invented smooth. You can't tell me I ain't fly. I might
stylish girls rushing on me All my diamonds custom, so they clutching and they touching on me Ooh, think it's vegetables, ooh, think it's edible Ooh, it's incredible, ooh, ooh, ooh I smell like bun, number nine, nine Section full of fine dimes Bitches staring at me saying, wow Drink till I'm drunk, smoke till I'm high, castle on the hill, wake up in the sky, you can't tell me I ain't fly, I know I'm super fly, I know I'm super fly, the ladies love luxury, that's why they all fuck with me, out here with the moves, like I invented smooth, you can't tell me I ain't fly, I know I'm super fly, I know I'm super fly, now watch me fly. But this my life I'm on Adderall I be smelling high tech when I piss Like it's basketball I drop 50 pointer on my wrist It's LaColette, take a pick I came home and drop the hit All these diamonds got me sick I'm Mac and Spoli Cut this in high I feel like I can fly So first the duff is crazy Feel like I can die I done finally got my wings It made me wanna sing I drink till I'm drunk Till I'm drunk Super fly, I know I'm super fly